Fuck, I tell you. I told you Reese was a big dog, right? Fuck, I say. How much you say you're supposed to be in there? Hundred, hundred thousand. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We count up 10 of those piles. $100,000, that goes in the safe, all right? We're gonna shut that shit up. Everything else goes in the duffel bag, okay? You take out your camera phone, okay? We're gonna video this whole fucking thing. We're gonna make a movie, you understand? You're gonna pry that bitch open again. Do it the same fucking way. You're gonna hit that bitch and you're gonna pry it, all right? When it opens, you say, oh my God, holy shit, all that. Believe in what the fuck you're saying, all right? I'm gonna be upstairs. You guys call for me when that shit opens. You make sure you get everything on camera. You understand? Everything. See yes, the whole sir. fucking world. You got it? You got it. All right, let's go, motherfuckers. And listen, make sure you start at the same time. What's the shit the movie asshole say? Uh, fucking action. Hi, friends. What it do? What's popular? You know. You know what's popular. What? I don't know. <laughs> we on the city. It's popular. You know what I mean. Wayne Jenkins. Wayne Jenkins is definitely. I want to know how he acted in real life. Like, do he does does Wayne Jenkins act like? Because John Bernthal is killing his character, and he is on some like. Yo, I want to punch dumb? him in the mouth. <laughs> Why you want to punch him in the mouth? Cause like he's just a. You can tell he hasn't punched in the mouth enough. Hmm. He got a, he got a, I haven't been punched in the mouth enough disposition. A lot of people's problem could be solved by getting punched in the mouth enough. Mm, I agree with you. Especially now that we're in the internet phase. A lot of people have forgotten that you can get punched in the mouth. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Six. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of niggas need to be punched in the mouth for sure. Yeah, it would, it would nip a lot of stuff in the bud. That's a fact. That's a figgity fact. But, um, yeah, man, Grams of Snow podcast, man, your favorite, you know, gangster mafia I mean, we do the rundown of the whole thing that we do, but really, man, we just talk about gangster shit, man. Gangster shit and TV TV shows. Crime shit. Yes. That's really what it's reduced to, crime shit, whether it's white collar crimes, mafia shit, drug dealer shit, teenage. Political. Yeah, all of that, man. We like watching folks get in trouble. Yeah, something about it that's very magnetizing. Because we're law-abiding citizens. That's probably it. It's never going to happen to us. So. Got to live vicariously through the, through, the, through these screens. Mess. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, we that podcast, man. And we are here to talk about HBO's We Own the City. Yep. The six-part, you know, crooked cop drama. From, so annoying. From the people that bought us the wire. And this is episode four. Yes. Uh, intelligently titled part four. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they kept it simple with the yeah. titles. It's like, this is part four. Hey, what's up? The six act play. How you doing? Yeah, this is part four. Um, yeah, but you good though, six? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. That's Works good. bust my ass, but. Okay. I'm good. As it should. Eh. I do yeah. my best not to work hard, actually. That's, if you're going to do your best in something, that might be the best thing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, do my very best not to work very hard at all. Yeah, don't work too hard. The ancestors did enough work on hey, our behalf. They dreamt of rest. You know what I'm saying? And you might be the manifestation of that shit. I, I could be. Yeah. I still get these people money. So, do you think? Do you think? All right. Do you know much about like your family lineage? Yes. Do you think that you are the most successful person that has ever come come out of your family? No, you're not. Um, maybe in the last three generations, I'm I am on track to be okay. But no, I am not okay. Um, my mother's grand 
my mother's great-grandparent, my grandfather's grandparents. Okay. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Um, his, his grandfather was enslaved and somehow got his freedom mm-hmm. and bought his wife and kids. And they had like 10 acres of land. Mm. And they served as like uh, in their area. Mm-hmm. And um, it was near the Geechee area in South Carolina, but they were almost a store for the people around them. Okay. So they traded and bartered for food. Right. There and then they opened a school there and the area like they were, they ran the town kind of. That's dope, yeah. man. Do, does yeah. does hearing shit like that give you like an immense amount of pride? It does. It does. It really right? does. It's cool, like to look back on it. Like, and my mom, this was when twenty three me all that first came out. Mm-hmm. She delved into it. Mm. So like she has pictures and her and one of her cousins have built like this book. I posted on Instagram once, but it has like news stories and pictures of them like dressed up like mm. not just you know in house clothes but like in hats and shoes and like going out and she has someone's bible you know like back in the day the bible was so important and your kids couldn't touch it because that's where they kept death and birth records and oh. marriage records oh whoa. you know if you look at an old bible you'll see like married or whatever okay that's where they kept it for black people because you didn't have it oh. so there's birth certificates, quote unquote, okay. in this Bible that she has <laughs> oh, shit. of our family. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Death certificates, marriage certificate, um, like proof or whatever. Like, right. Just written in the book. That's you can dope. see their notes that they were taking as they were in church. Like, it's it's interesting. Like, that's she keeps it like a glass box. Whoa. But, yeah. That's deep. Like, it belonged to her grandfather's great aunt. And it has like everybody at that time uh-huh. that served as their birth certificate and their death certificate and stuff like that. Does it still travel? Is it still around? My mom has it. Your mom has it. It's in oh, a glass sh- box. <laughs> oh, sh- I missed that part. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, no. That's, that's she an artifact, She keeps it in a locked bro. glass box, yeah. That's an artifact. That's yeah. fly right there. Yeah. That and mm. the the book that they build out, like they laminate the pages and all kinds of stuff and mm. news articles and there's pictures of the land that they owned. Mm. Yeah. That's got to be a sense of empowerment, you know. It's just, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I learned. I learned maybe a few. So I didn't know. I didn't know my father till I was twenty six. Mm-hmm. I didn't meet him. Didn't know nothing about that side of the family. By the time I met him, his parents had already passed. So I never mm. knew my grandparents on that side. But on my mom's side, I just recently learned that. Um. His parents and the my grandparents' parents and grandparents. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. My grandparents' grandparents. On both my grandmother and my grandfather on my mom's side were not slaves. Really? Yes. Now, not to say that the great grandparents, his great grandparents weren't, you know, but his grandparents, like my, my grandfather's grandparents and my grandmother's grandparents were not slaves. Yes. That's fire. That fucked me up. That fucked me up. Um, and my mom was explaining it. My mom was explaining it, and it was I was I was so enamored by what she was saying that like I wasn't retaining everything. Mm-hmm. So I need to go back in and have that conversation. But it, you know, my um, my grandmother's mother, you know, uh, 
had like a, a seafood restaurant in Norfolk out in oh, out wow. Ocean View. Yeah, it's a lot of shit, man. I'm still processing a lot. Like uh my grandfather's uh uh mother, her family was from like Boston and they were kind of like well off. It it was a lot, man. It was a lot. It was yeah. a lot, man. And and but yeah, from what I understand, my grandparents' grandparents did not were not slaves on my That's mom's good. side. My dad's dad owned at one point a what's it called? A, where you wash a laundromat, uh-huh. a restaurant, and something else down there off Princess Anne way back when, mm-hmm. when it was like so much a dirt road. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did really well. It was like most of Princess Anne, him and his sisters owned. But my dad's mom, mm-hmm. her mother was a freed slave, and people don't realize how close slavery was. You're right. My grandmother was born in 1929. Okay. Her mother was a was freed by the Emancipation Proclamation. Wow. Like. Wow. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, shit. That, you know, that was late 1800s. Like, just stuff in general. Like, people... A question that fucked me up one time was, someone asked me, what generation reader are you? Mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. He said, could your grandmother read? Mm-hmm. I was like... So I asked my dad, he was like, she learned how to read when she was like 30. Mm. I was like, so wait, I'm just the second generation people. That's what I'm saying. Know man. how to read? Yo, the shit. Like, is, and, and, that, and that's why I asked you that question, man, because like, you know, I, this don't got really nothing. It does, but it don't got nothing to do with we own the city. We yeah. own some shit. Sorry if we baited y'all into this conversation. I apologize. Ta-da. Y'all know drill by now. Yeah. But um, we'll do it up front instead of the end this time. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> We're gonna get into the show, no problem, no worries about that. But um, that's why I asked you that though, because I because the thing I don't think all of us identify with is that I don't. It's not the same for every family. Mm-hmm. But you know, you may not. We may not be the. We may not be the most successful people in our family. But I think we have the most potential to be. Yeah. Like you know I said, I'm probably I mean? on track to be. Right. Yeah. We have the most potential to be. And I think, I, I do think sometimes like because of, the, you know, the liberation that we do have and our ability to do a lot of things, we kind of lose sight of that. That mm-hmm. like, you know, we have a chance to really level level a certain playing field, yeah. you know, with, with our family. You know, we, we have a chance to kind of like put our stamp on history to where like, if you, you know, if we do have... If we're lucky enough to have grandchildren or great grandchildren, um, they got a story to tell. They have a story to tell, yeah. man. And, and sometimes we get lost in our own to do shit. But that's on another topic, man. Yeah. Um, that's just very dope to hear that, man. Yeah. I hope you walk around with that. You know, N- not the paper, but like, yeah, with the with. Hopefully, it gives you a sense of purpose. You know what I mean? To be honest, I probably don't think about it as often as I should. Yeah, yeah, but it is. It's really cool, like walking into my mom's house and seeing that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, that Bible's older than anyone I've ever met in my life. Mm. Like, and it keeps like just it's just really cool to look at. Like, now that is humbling when I see it. That's dope. Yeah. Man. Last question about this, and then I promise we can get to yeah. the show. Have you identified with who in your family lineage you're most like? Apparently, mm-hmm. I am most like, I'll just call her my aunt. Okay. Um, it is my grandfather's great aunt. Okay. So she passed when he was young. Got it. But apparently I am just like my aunt Ella. Mm. She was very sassy. <laughs> um but very nice at the same time. Right. Um she was really really smart apparently, really ambitious. Um she was she'd been married since she was 19. Mm. 
they were together all of their real lives. They were super, super in love. But uh, she was the epitome of a man is the head, the woman is the neck. Mm. They, they said the uncle, <laughs> Uncle T did not breathe right until Aunt Ella told him it was okay. Damn, that's um, gangster. Uncle but, T, I got an Uncle T. Yeah, but yeah. apparently I'm just like, my Aunt Ella's short and sassy mm. and just super loving, but she loved any if she loved you, she loved you. Right. But apparently if you were a stranger, you didn't exist. Oh shit. Like you could walk in her house like with someone else, or you could walk in a space she was in, and apparently she would literally act like you weren't real until she was comfortable with you. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Is that and that's you? Uh, to Not some degree. To, yeah, to some degree. But right. I'm very much I don't know you like <laughs> Right, right. I got you. Yeah. I got you. That's dope, so. man. Apparently, I have her. I look like her. I have seen pictures of her. I, I have her face on. Oh, wow. I look just like her. Wow. Yeah, my grandmother tells me that she came back with me, but <laughs> yeah. But I look just like her. My grandfather tells me I laugh like her. So, Damn. I guess. That's dope. My Aunt Ella. Now, that I take with me. Right. That I do take with me. That's I have a dope. picture of her in, on my altar at home. Oh, you got to share me. You got to share that. You got to yeah. screenshot that joint and send that joint to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's love, man. Nah, man. It's. We gotta give our we gotta give our praise to the ancestors, man. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying we we you know we gotta. They did a lot on our behalf that we'll never know things that we'll never know that they did. Yeah. Uh, to to you know to you know. Things we never know that they'll did. I, that, that's that's all I can really say, man. Survival. You know, that's survival, man. So, so yeah, man. Shout out to the ancestors. Um, however, man, the 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 criminal cops in this story. <laughs> they grandkids gonna have a whole different story to tell. Child, this this boy Wayne Jenkins, yeah, his poor children must be so. I I wonder how his wife and children feel. Well, okay, so they kind of hinted to that. His son is really don't got no confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, he got a call from his son. I think um, uh, at some point in this episode, I forget at what point he got it. He was robbing somebody else. Yeah, that's what it was. He was robbing somebody. Got a mm-hmm. call about his son and and little spiraling and, about Pee Wee football. Yeah, Pee Wee football. So his son, you know, definitely sound like he might be on some Fredo type shit. You know, Fredo I mean, or he's thirteen and thirteen year olds are douchebags. That part too. Well, they struggle in general. Yeah, yeah, because it, it it don't sound like. But he got beat up a couple of days before, which is why he was spiraling. Right, right, right. I thought he was gonna put a hit out on a child. That's what you thought. I thought I don't put nothing past him. When he went to go see uh, Double D, yes, because what you doing in here talking about it? Like, no, you can't talk about nothing. Bad stuff happens when you start jacking. When you start jaw jacking. That's true. No. Dog, I should have known Double D was the big the big coke dealer in Baltimore. Yeah. He the he the he the plug. He el he el plaga. <laughs> That's a real character from I know. from state property too. I know. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, he el, he the El Plaga, goddamn Baltimore man. It was crazy. Yeah. We were wrong about who's get being interrogated. Oh, yes, Detective yes. Ward apparently was up now. Right, not Hersel. Right, not Hersel. Hersel coming though. Hersel coming. You still? I I think so. I mean, well, if he come, pause. If he comes, yeah, it pause. might be like, <laughs> yeah, whoa, That's crazy. Ooh, hey, yo, um, yo. I think I think if I gotta call it all right, in the event that Herschel does get interrogated, he probably gonna be one of the only ones that stands tall. You gonna sing on a canary if he get interrogated? You think so? Okay. Well, I ain't putting no money against it because I hope he do. But um, he kind of presents as like a, a hard nose, hard mm-hmm. ass. But maybe it was just a just a Nicole Steele. Maybe it wasn't real. Yeah. You know? Maybe it was a facade. Um. 
But yeah, man, Wayne Jenkins is off the chain. I did not introduce a six, so let me get that out the way. Okay. You know the luscious voice that you hear in his young trees. The luscious you know, voice. You know how I do, man. Now you run a quiet storm radio show. Okay. <laughs> you know that's what I'm fine. saying? Don't do it. Do you not. Do not. Don't. <laughs> nope. This is not 105.3. <laughs> young Treasy, man. That's me. Young Treasy. Well, not Young Treasy. Just Treasy. <laughs> I'm an old nigga. I'm Treasy, man. AKA Thugless Wilder. Please go to hell. Yeah, man. Shout out. To, I feel like I used Thugless Wilder already, but you know, it's fitting. It's very fitting because we in the mix. We're in the midst of political, you know, uh, political uh, deck shuffling here. And, and indeed, uh, Douglas Wilder did pardon Mr. Bubba Chuck and uh, got Bubba Chuck free. We appreciate him. You know what I'm saying? he he He's a big part of history. He got Bubba Chuck free so John Thompson could take him on to be in a Hoya. Um, and my co-host, man, the, the, the co-host that is indeed honoring the ancestors today. Mm-hmm. She in her aqua blue, looking like aqua girl. I hate you so much. <laughs> aqua D-E-O. <laughs> Go to hell. That's a really good cologne, by the way. You no nah, hell no. Nah. That's a that's a step up from brute, cause it is. It is my hood nigga favorite. Okay. So like back in the day, like back in the day, God, Aquadigio. I'm so old. When I was like 18, 19, yeah. a man walking by with Aquadigio got my attention. Yeah, that lets yeah. that lets me know what kind of class of niggas you was running around. Yeah. For sure. Listen, I've admitted to it. <laughs> I've admitted to it. I have grown past it, but I I have admitted that. Yeah. Aquadigio like MD twenty uh MD twenty twenty when you first start drinking and shit. You don't know yeah. no better, so you just be putting yeah. whatever on your I body. I love a 20, 20 year old who just started getting some good money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With my co-host, man, my 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 favorite co-host today. Oh, okay. <laughs> Young six, <laughs> aka Keisha Lance Bottoms. Hey. She makes really bad mac and cheese. Does she? Yeah. She puts the raisins in the junk. No, but it's gross. She posted it on Twitter, and how you know it's gross? She posted it on. You know, sometimes you can look at the mac and cheese and go, "Wow." Was it like soupy? Like she's one of the people who put applesauce in her mac and cheese. She. she oh. What? There's a whole class of people who put, put applesauce apple in their mac and cheese. and mac and cheese. And eggs and stuff. Well, egg. I put egg. And so my... you don't make a roux? I do make a roux. Then why are you also adding an egg? You don't need the egg. I put I put the egg in the roux. That's not a roux? It's not a roux if you add egg? A roux should be cooked. I add the roux on and then cook the junk. So you're telling me that you take butter, add flour to it, cook the flour. I don't taste add that. no flour to no. Okay, that's not a roux. Oh, okay. A roux is know, not condensed uh, milk. I, I didn't know. No, I don't do condensed milk, cuz. Don't do that to me. Listen. Don't do that to I me. I be watching people like put eggs and milk and shit and just stirring it up and adding cheese. That is not. Okay, so what's so what what do you have to put in a roux to qualify as a roux? Well, a roux has a definition. So. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe I don't do a roux. Maybe you, I just do. No, a, no, I'm it's not maybe. You okay, don't. I don't do a roux. You okay. do not do a roux because if you got to add flour to it, it's definitely I don't do no I don't do no flour. Yeah, you're not doing a roux. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what do I do then? It's not it's not a roux. It's just a mixture. Yeah. Yeah, I just do a mixture then. But I promise. What I promise you though, I'm never eating your mac and cheese. Oh nah, my mac and cheese is slamming. As as for you and your house, yeah. As for me and mine, oh yeah, I'm good. You add flour to your shit? No, I make a roux to make the to make the bechamel and add the cheese to it. But you said a roux got to have flour in it. Okay, so to make a bechamel, you take. I don't even know what you just said. I know you take a a cream sauce. Okay. You take butter Uh and flour one to one. You cook it down. 
until the flour chases out two, three minutes. Mm -hmm. Then you add milk, like a cup at a time, until it gets thick. Mm. You season that up with your seasonings. Then you add your cheeses to it. You stir that up. Mm. You mix it in with your noodles. Mm -hmm. You take some more cheese, mix that around. You take some more cheese, sprinkle it on top, and you put it in the oven. Mm -hmm. All this mess with eggs and applesauce and sugar and carry it on. Yeah, I don't know about the applesauce shit. That's that's a little that's a little above my or below my pay grade. One of the two. Listen, I don't know. All I know is that. So you, hold on, you xing my shit out because I add eggs. Yes, I'm not eating it. I bet. I'm not eating it. Uh, that's cool. I'm questioning well, you, your greens now too. Uh, well, I don't make greens. I, don't, I'm I not, hope not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not good at making greens. You ain't good at making I, mac and cheese. I'll tell you them, <laughs> no, my mac and cheese hit though, bro. My shit is internationally known. Yeah. I don't make a. Would you call the sauce a, the creamy a sauce? bechamel? A bechamel. Yes. See, I don't know terminologies. Okay. I know taste. I'm a fat nigga. Six. You can, you know. Are what we I'm pretending saying? that at one point I was not a porker? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I, I learned how to cook as a porker. That's cool. Bodybuilding six, another one who learned how to cook. The fat one did. Fat, fat six learned how to fat cook. Fat six learned how to cook. I don't think he was ever fat six. Come I on. think that you were on drugs. <laughs> That's the thing about skinny people, man. Is it y'all be extra about? You didn't what know me when fat. I was fat. That's why you're saying that. That could be. That yeah. could be. Yeah. But um, all right, man. You got me fucked up with the mac and cheese. We gonna let it slide. <laughs> Um, like that egg we sliding around in your fucking noodles. I know. Bottom line, Lance Keisha, Keisha Lance Bottoms makes horrible mac and cheese. Tell puts her I apples. Said it. I've never heard of this applesauce and sugar. I've never heard of this. It's people but... who swear by it. Like it makes it creamy. Wait. Yeah, no, nah, that's a little too much. Y'all can't cook, and neither can your grandmothers. Now what? Uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> you ugly for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So let, let, let's get back to the show though, because uh, we about twenty minutes in and only stayed on some content. They probably done changed the channel. That's out of us. And some more shit. All right. So Wayne Jenkins is clearly, um, this nigga is. I, I, you know what I understand now? What? Now I understand on episode two when he was like, y'all know who I am? Like, yeah. you know who the fuck I am? Now I get where this ego comes from, bro. Because he was really running niggas overs with cars. Fam. High speed chases through, Killing through tertiary old streets. Like, Killing you're in a neighborhood. People. This nigga got away, legitimately got away with murder on multiple occasions, it seemed like, man. And Ward, it was Detective Ward in there. He's like, it was so much. Might be some stuff I forgot. And then he tells those three stories. Like, hello? That's a lot. And then to say, like, the culture of intimidation that he explained. Yeah. Like, yo, we just did it. And I had to take the money. Man, you know, I part of me hates that this show makes me examine certain behaviors and have empathy for them. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that's the brand of uh, consistency that I like. I do like. You know, as a film, the filmmaker in me likes to see things from every from every angle. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so you know, hearing hearing that detective, what was his name again? Detective Ward. Ward. You know, I I empathize with him, man. Yeah. You know, to I guess as much as I can in that particular situation, uh, I like the the idea that, well, I don't know, he didn't take the money, but I understood it because basically he didn't want to compromise his wife, who was a good cop, right? You know, so that's an honorable reason to to not take money and to not jeopardize your whole family behind some crazy maniac boss. Um, and even like Suter telling him, you get what you need mm -hmm. and then you leave. You learn what you can and then you go. Like even right. having to make that decision because he could have said no. Right. He didn't have to go to SES. Mm -hmm. But because of who Wayne Jenkins had put himself up to be, that was a stepping stone to get where he wanted to go. Right. So like even just that, it's like 
we can all identify with doing some dumb shit at work we don't want to have to do. Yeah. But we know we have to have it on our jacket to excel. Yeah. It's like, fuck, I don't want to do this, but. Right. I, I can't say no to this opportunity. Right. It doesn't feel like an opportunity to me, but it is one in real life. Yes. So, and I, I, I struggle with myself a couple times episode thinking, I understand. Yeah. I don't want to understand this. Right. But I do. Yeah. And, and, and. Even them chasing in the neighborhood, they should not have done it, but. You pull, pull someone over and they drive up in a yard and out. And no, we found out he should not have been doing a high speed chase behind narcotics. Right. However, I I, I don't I well, don't know that I don't understand that. Yeah, well well, the see the part to me that makes that wrong is that the only reason why he pulled up on him, because he profiled him. No, absolutely. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Right, right. But a broken clock is also right twice a day. Yeah, well, well, that's the and he has been. He is he's batting about even. Right, right, right. Sometimes he does call it. Right. But I mean, either you're right, either way. But I was I went into this trying to see both sides on purpose. As, as, so thank I was you for like, yes, yeah, so I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I would absolutely never be a Jake. There is no plane of existence or universe yeah. where I am an officer of any sort of anyone's laws. But if I was. I don't know how I would respond to that either. With my adrenaline going, this is happening. I go to pull you over and you fly off. Right. Why you? Why are you running? <laughs> why like, are you running? Like right. so. Yeah, man. It's. But the the end of it for me was like, okay, well, fuck you. Yeah. Because it wasn't nothing, and now you making shit up. Right. And then you ruining their lives. You you killed an old man. And now that murder will be pinned on them because their car hit the old man. Right. Because you should not have been chasing them anyway, because you shouldn't have pulled them over. And you had to make up something. Exactly. Because what they could have said was, It's Baltimore, I'm scared of y'all. So right. I ran. But now, since you quote unquote had drugs in the car mm-hmm. that you planted, now you're gonna pin the drugs and the murder on them. Right. Man, crazy. And and what I like that they're doing is that they kind of showed us. They're showing us that, you know, the Asian cop that we saw a couple of episodes mm-hmm. earlier that was that is clearly left that department, just left plain clothes work mm-hmm. altogether. And he's working behind a desk where is he's no- He's an educator, looks like. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, which is, a you know, seems like a, the safe place to be for cops that don't want to participate. In, yeah, you got to be in a building. Um, I, liked, I like how they're showing- I like how they're showing some of these loose pieces that we're seeing that are no longer part of the squad. I just like how they're showing us like the moments that probably contributed to them being no longer part of the squad. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because, you know, between this and when he I don't know how he hit the dude, the kid with the car and the car was flipped over. I don't know what that was about, but we got a chance to see very clearly that he made a call for somebody to plant a gun. Like up until that point, it was very, it was to somewhat ambiguous. I mean, I think, you know, we 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 saw taking things, right? Like last episode, we saw he took the, the money from the dude with the car wash. Mm-hmm. And then we see in this episode where they went to the towers mm-hmm. and he clocked the security camera. Right. And he was like, yo, pull the joint up, pull the car up in front of this so I could take the thing. And pretended to be an FBI agent. Come on, man. Like, he, see, he and was, it was just about robbing because he let him go right after. Like, oh, you just, you just a stick up kid. That's it. With a badge, man. Like, see, and to, on the street, you expend the crazy part is on the street, you're expendable. Right. They would have shot you in the head and moved on. See, that's the part that, that's the part that I don't understand. 
I don't understand. When I watch this, I don't understand how there's not more murder cops. Ones that act like this, that shake down and act like criminals. Because police still protect them. And murdering a cop, you might as well punch God in the face. Yeah. In the wrong city. But if you do it, like, there's a way to do it where you could do it. And it's going to be hard to flow back on you because, because it's just like this. Just like, okay, just like he's shaking down drug dealers because he knows that they can't call the police on the police, mm-hmm. right? They're shaking down drug dealers unbeknownst to the rest of the departments. The departments don't care. Well, but no, here's what I'm getting at. So there is no connective tissue between you and this particular cop. If it's like, like take the kids from BT Towers, right? The mm-hmm. BTs, whatever. The Towers that he robbed. He didn't file a report. He didn't do anything, right? So imagine they pull up next to him and blow his head clean off, right? Imagine what happens to their city after that. Yes, but are you going to catch me though? <laughs> you know, like, yes, and then everybody around you, and then I'm going to terrorize this city because y'all think y'all can kill us. Yeah, no, that's a you got a point. You got a point there. I think that's thing people don't, not you, but I'm saying people yeah. in general don't realize like these cops crazy. Absolutely. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. Because you got to think about tomorrow, the person next to you. Yeah. Like you, cops love each other. And it's wild. Like you saw them in there, like when she announced the uh, murder charge, he decided that I didn't know that, I don't know who it was who started that GoFundMe or the funding in house right. for Freddie Gray's murderer. You know, they raised like over a million dollars in real life. It. I could believe it. In a couple days. I could believe it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I could believe it. He called someone above him, he called his superior to plant that weapon. That's They're going to protect him. That's crazy. You kill man. a cop, you might as well kill yourself. Yeah. Because they will find you. They will find you. They will find your mother. They will find your baby mother. Yeah. Like. Nah, that's true. You going to tell me where you stay. <laughs> your granny Where your stay. grandma, where your granny stay. <laughs> right. Where your mama stay. Right. Or you just tell me where you from. How many times you listen to Mr. Morale in the Big Stepper? Maybe two or three times. Yeah, I'm about two in. Yeah. I'm about two in, man. Yeah, you. I can see how, if you're not, if you haven't started doing the work on yourself, I can see how that album. Can trigger you, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of healing in that album, though. Um, no, you, you got a point there. You know, the, the things that start running in my brain are like citizens outnumber police. You know, um, not willing citizens. Not you're right. Not the ones that's ready to get it cracking. You're right. Some about people that. just want just leave us alone. Yeah. Everybody's not a warrior. God, what do you do with a nigga like Wayne Jenkins, though, man? What do you do with somebody like him, man? Stay out of his way. I, I think that more people need to realize that my absurdist and the nihilist, nihilist, whatever. Right. Some stuff you just can't fix. Yeah. So you just avoid it. You're not. I don't believe that police can be reformed. Mm. They, they, you can't reform it because, again, it's not broken. Yeah. And you're not going to get rid of it, not in, your, not in our lifetime. So I just avoid it. Like, it just. Stay out of his way. You stay out of mine. Yeah. Leave me alone. I, I'm I'm going to do my best to live outside of you. Yeah. That's what you do. Unfortunately, unless you're gonna unless you're gonna be the sacrificial lamb yeah. and peel his cap back blue. Right. Stay out of his way, dog. Yeah. 
Well, that, yeah, but that's the hard part because it seems he like he come looking for you, yeah. right? If you walking, if you walking out at twelve thirty p.m. with a backpack, he assuming that you a drug dealer. Yeah, you know he gonna turn your life upside down. You know, um, and plant drugs if he don't find them. Right. You know what I mean. So it's just sooner or later, everybody bill come to. <sighs> yeah, man. That's why part of me hopes, like I, you know, I again purposely not looked further into this story. Yeah. Because I want to see how this thing resolves. But part of me hopes somebody got this nigga in prison, man. <laughs> you Damn. know. Part of me hopes that something happens to some of these guys. You know. Um. <sighs> yeah. All right. So. Can I tell you the conversation that had my mouth stuck, paused, that had my mouth like, what? When they were having the conversation, it was when it was like the like the little, you know, little They were down at that safe? No, no, not that okay. part. That that was that was interesting. Yeah. I you know made me question everything. It made me question everything. Yeah. Um, that was a very, and, and I want to get there later in good detail. Yeah. But when they were sitting around like at the bar and they were all talking about their base pay, how much they making base pay in overtime. Yep. Yeah, dog. Um, cops make good money. Cops make great money. Yeah. I, and they have state benefits. <sighs> so when people say cops are underpaid, no, they're not. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I was one of those people that would be like, yeah, I think cops must be underpaid, but not after that. The starting salary for a police officer, depending on the area, mm -hmm. is normally at 50 grand. You walk out of the academy, mm -hmm. so what? You walk out of the academy, it's similar to the military, you tops for the, you know, the average 25, mm -hmm. 50 grand. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity for overtime mm. and full state benefits. Wayne Jenkins almost cleared 200000 in a year. And that's, no, he definitely cleared it when you add on the money he stole. Mm -hmm. But we talking about the money on the books, mm -hmm. 170 deep. With the freedom to come and go as he please. <sighs> yeah, man. These niggas is fucking. Cops make good money. Yeah. Um, so clearly there's a lot of greed. You know, they they're showing they they alluded to this in earlier episodes, but they're kind of digging into it now where there was it's a classism thing. Yep. You know, you got certain cops that make good money. You know, uh, playing clothes shit or whatever assignment that they're on, they make good money, and it's known. You know, it's it's you know that we the rich niggas. You know, yeah, we the ones that you know we got the. They looking at this shit Trip almost steak like and Patron and Pat Ron. Yeah, Pat Ron. Yeah, man, it's just Wade Jenkins oh, is very insecure. Very. They oh. took a a joke at his car. Thought he was gonna snap. Don't make fun of my car, bro. Right. Seriously, make fun of my car. <laughs> That's why he started selling drugs. Mm hmm. Mm. The double D. The double D. Because I'll I tell you one thing. Stealing money is one thing. Mm -hmm. But you going to start stealing drugs from drug dealers? Dog. I don't know. Man. I don't know, Jose. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because that's, that's, that's above them then. You right. stealing somebody else's stuff. You stealing product. Yeah. Yeah. You, you start dealing with cartels. Because somebody who will knock you off is a cartel. That's a fact. And they will move on. And yeah. they'll knock off a bunch of y'all at once just to see if they get, got you. That's a fact, Jack. I mean, he definitely treading on that territory, but I would assume that that's not the fate that he meets. That you know, the FBI comes and saves his life. Damn it, man! Uh, essentially, um, um, uh, yeah. So we saw Wayne Jenkins still take a whole two trash bags worth of pharmaceuticals from a pharmacy, mm -hmm. right? So he's trying to he he basically just trying to move anything that he can, anything. 
didn't know what how you don't know what ox is. Right. You're a police you're a plain clothes police officer in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Why don't you know what oxycontin is? What are you doing? Yeah. Crazy. What are you doing? Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um But he is like a teeth teeth. Like he just pulled up randomly at the towers. Say like you said, mm-hmm. hey yo, get in front of that camera. We're gonna do it like this. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you what? The whole thing with stealing out of the safe, I know we're going to get to it. Right. But it's like, you really, all of your stops were just about being a stick-up kid. That, that I knew he was stealing, but I thought, like, oh, you know, when they find something, they steal it. Right. No, you, y'all going to look. Y'all are, you're not doing your job. Yeah. You are literally just robbing people. You're robbing people. Yeah. With a badge on. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, you you and the tactic is you profile. You profile to find something. Mm-hmm. If you find something, you assume that there's more to find. Mm-hmm. If you don't find something, then you justify it by planting something, saying that like we found something. Right. So this this justifies the fact that I didn't profile this person. I was I was I was right in this particular moment. Mm-hmm. So that's the game. It's it's you know it's fishing, right? It's like you, you know use a worm to catch some you know some spot. Then you catch a spot and you cut that up as bait to catch something bigger. Yep. You know, like, you know, you're fishing. Um, and clearly that's what Wayne Jenkins is doing here. Um, let's let's actually just go ahead and talk about the safe portion because that was that was an eye opener, bro. Pulled over a random man, profiling, happened to be right this time. Mm-hmm. And said, if this is what you got in the car, what was like 15 grand in the car, mm-hmm. 25 grand in the car, they reported 15. That's what you got in the car. Then what you got at the house. You got the whale at the crib. Yeah. Asserted themselves as federal agents. Mm-hmm. Got his address. Broke into his house. Mm-hmm. Ransacked his house mm-hmm. without a warrant. Mm-hmm. Broke open doors. Went down to the basement. Found a couple keys. Went to a back room in the basement, like the washroom. And find a safe. Mm-hmm. Now let's get the warrant. Yeah. And I guess they asked him how much would be in the safe. And he lied as he should have lied. He mm-hmm. said a hundred grand because in his mind, he's thinking they can't open it anyway. Right. So let me just say it's all in there. Cause it, I, there's probably a, something around it where you have to declare something above that or yeah. there's probably a reason he chose that number. But these motherfuckers break into the safe with a crowbar after leaving them in the house for hours to where they have to call a marked car. Because the man's girlfriend comes home and is freaking out because right. niggas in plain clothes and vest yeah. are in her basement. Right. Telling her they cops. Anybody can buy a little vest. Prove man. it to me. Right. So they're there for hours. Come back, they break it open with a crowbar, well over a hundred grand in there. Mm-hmm. They steal what they're going to steal. Mm-hmm. Put a hundred grand back in there. And Wayne Jenkins. A steaming hot pile of shit. Yes. Said, take your phone out and redo this. Break it open again. Make sure you record everything. Act surprised. Mm-hmm. Do it all at once. Make sure that you're doing this. Mm-hmm. So we can say it's by the book. Yeah. But you have to record it with your phone. And call me down so I can come down here and be hero and save the day. And these three black men, when he walk upstairs... I know their mom was like, this white boy crazy. Yeah. But he's our superior. And they look at each other and they're just like, 
Yo, for real? Like, who's going to say something? Right. Nobody says anything. Niggas just do it. Because what you going to do? Wayne Jenkins will beat your ass probably. Well, yeah. He robbed a a dwarf stripper. I I thought the story was going to be that he raped her. Right. And I got really nervous. Okay. So you were you were relieved when it was only he just robbed her. Just Oddly some, enough, yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. I was I, like, he I can understand rape that. this lady. Oh my God. Yeah. That whole shit with the safe, bro. Like that that is um It made me question all of the cops uh stories about we have proof. See, we did this. Yeah. Did you? I mean, but that that's all this show has been showing us is that like police reports get mangled Mm -hmm. you know there's a redone they get redone when they're not when they're not um uh telling the right story right you know when it's not egregious up front that like oh i I had to defend myself because such and such did this to me you know my life was in danger that's all this show has been showing us is that reports get jacked up um bad stops that yield nothing get trumped up Mm -hmm. you know with with fake evidence um you know, in in the event that they do provide evidence of of something that some findings, it's not complete. It's manufactured evidence. Mm-hmm. You know, they use this shit, man. It's just like I don't know, man. This system is crazy, dog. We're not gonna have part four, but yeah, just saying. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear the subtext. Just saying, yeah. Nah, like I said, I, I, you know, I told you, you know, we talked about my beef with that last episode. Yeah. This is the vocabulary, but I hear what you mean, though. I I know exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah, man, it's, the shit is wild, bro. It's fucking wild. It's very wild. Um. I think the part that fucked me up on this episode the most was the jury selection. Oh, my God. Really? Started okay. with 180 jurors and they ended up with seven viable. Right. Because Baltimore police are that bad. Are that bad. Mm-hmm. And not in little ways. Mm-hmm. They were talking about themselves getting unjustly arrested and held, their children being beat up and needing stitches. Yeah. Um, them being violated and then having charges pressed against them. Old people, young people, white, black, everybody. Everybody. They, they, like, that, that's one thing I'll say that they don't discriminate. They seem like they turned no, everybody's they, life around. No, but they did make a point to say that the white the white guy they called out was mm. at a BLM rally. They did say that. They did say that. You're right. So okay, so there is a type. They, they, the police officers do have a type that they go after. Um. Yeah, man. Seeing all this juxtaposition with the Freddie Gray stuff, the Freddie Gray riots that were happening. Not a riot. Or excuse me, the uprising. Um. That were happening, you know, um, that was just interesting, you know, to see it from like inside the state. Okay. We could say a lot of shit about Wayne Jenkins. The one thing that we have to add onto his jacket as well, in addition to like, you know, asshole, flaming piece of shit, dirty cop. He's very charismatic. Right. And he's very, he has the, he has all the makings of a motivational speaker. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is why, if he uses powers for good, he'd be he would be amazing person. Yeah, he'd be an amazing person. Yeah, Uh, but but we see him, Trump. You know, I I it it makes sense now. From it just makes sense, right? Like you got this police shortage because you know whatever cops feel a certain way, they feel like they're being attacked for doing their quote unquote job, right? Mm -hmm. 
So you have a shortage of people that actually want to go out and do police work, but then you have this guy who is basically the fucking Coach K, <laughs> goddamn right. crooked cops, right? right. Like, it, you know, getting everybody worked up. They yeah. believe in it. Oh, we can go out there, we can do this, and get some money. Man, just the motivational spirit. W. Clement Stone out this motherfucker. No idea who that is. Um, he started combined insurance. Sure. Really yeah, it's, look him up. W. Clement yeah. Stone. Um, he, very motivational speaker, dude. Older, older. I, I guess he was white. He looked like he might have been like mixed. A little spicy you know, white. Like, yeah, spicy white. Um, but yeah, man, started an insurance company with a hundred dollars in his pocket. Oh, fair. Yeah. Um, but his whole thing was like, uh, uh, I think what they call like PMA, like po- positive motivational attitude. I think that's what they call it. PMA. Mm-hmm. He had like a mantra basically, and wrote a lot of mantras about how to like wrote a lot of books and a lot of literature on how to like size up salespeople because his his insurance company is basically the business model was door-to-door insurance. Okay. So you know, you have to motivate your sales team on a daily basis. Got to get out get get them pumped to go out there and to, you know, knock on doors door-to-door because this is what the business model is. This is how you attract new customers. But yeah. essentially that you know, Wayne Jenkins is the W Clement Stone of fucking dirty police officers. He had man. a brain, he'd be dangerous. Yeah. Probably wrote a little ebook on it too. Um you know, but watching him rile up everybody you know, watching him rile up the troops, watching, you know, the reaction to the Freddie Gray murder. Um it was just interesting, man. You know, uh Man, we're gonna go out here. Let's get who's with me, man. Who's with me, man? We need to stand the line. We need to. Da, 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 da. I can see how that energy, I can see how somebody will latch on to that. You know, if you already are believing in the mantra of the 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 blue line, I can see how that will put you over the top, you know, to make you proud to be a fucking police officer. I, I can see that. You know, it's crazy because I know a couple of police officers, I know a federal agent or two, mm-hmm. and having conversations with them, especially the ones that are black men, mm-hmm. it's like, how does that work for you? Right. Like, what do you do? Like, I know a black man who was a cop at the time um, during and like 2014 in DC mm-hmm. when it was rough. Okay. And I was like, what did you, he was like, I did my best to get desk duty every day. He was like, I would misbehave. So I didn't have to go out there. Damn. I was like, seriously? He was like, cause I couldn't do it. Right. He's like, these are my these are my brothers, basically. Like, you know, I I the blue line is real, but I'm not protecting them out there. Right. Um, those are my people out there, like my real people. Here it's my colleagues. We work closely together. Yeah, I love them, but my people are dying. I'm not I he's he literally would get in trouble at work and get death duty on purpose. Mm. So he didn't have to. Jeez, man. But I often wonder, like, cause the people he was rolling up were black people. Yeah, a black woman specifically you see got, what I'm saying? Got, in that, got in that van with him. Or the three men with him at the table when he's talking about, you know, let's get these donations. Like, you know? Where? And again, trying to see both sides with this episode. Yeah. And I get having something that you love, yeah. that you decide is a part of you, whether it is or not, mm-hmm. you identify with it, it's important to you, and you build this brotherhood, this fraternity of sorts. And yes, that's important. Mm-hmm. But it's also like you are a, a black man is staring back at you in the mirror, though. Yeah. 
you know what I've learned in my travel six, and I'm sure you know. I'm sure your travels have revealed the same thing to you. Um, blackness doesn't weigh the same with everybody. You know what I mean? There's, 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 it, and and it, you know, and it shouldn't, right? Like it's if 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 it means something to you, let it mean something to you. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't mean something to you, let whatever means something to you mean something to you. Yeah. You know, and it's cool either way. You know, I I I personally don't discriminate or have any prejudice against anybody who doesn't see anything otherwise, but. Th- that's the part that I have to disconnect with is that everybody doesn't take blackness that seriously. You know, it, it you know, it's not, it's not a top priority. They're not a black man or a black woman first. They're, they, you know, these people are police officers first, Yeah. you know, and then they're, maybe they're Americans next. Yeah. And then they're black, you know, like it's, it's, it, you know, I, I'm a black man first, Yeah. you know, and that's how I arrive at every situation. You know, I'm a black man first. You know, I, I am the an American. The only thing my mother knew when she got pregnant is that I was black. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, that's how I, that's how I arrive at the world first, and that's not to that's not to put me above or below anything. That's that's for my personal identification. Yeah, for the things that that are serious to me. Mm-hmm. You know, shit. If you go to my Twitter page, my Twitter banner yeah. says "Black owned, vertically integrated." Yeah. You know, that's a mantra that that's just a personal mantra for me that I want to keep in perspective. Is that like I want to. I want to build something that serves blackness, not anti-white, you know, but serves blackness. It's mm-hmm. pro-black. And it's and I'm big on vertical integration when it comes to business models, you mm-hmm. know, being able to produce the fruit and sell the fruit. Right. You know, transport, you know, everything out of your own ecosystem. You know, I'm big on I'm big on that. So that's what guides me is, you know, black and wanting to own something in this in this thing we call America, you know, but just it's not, it's just not a priority for everybody. But I think it's about law of numbers. They're half there because you're right. Mm-hmm. But that's anywhere. That's just if you take a group of black people, there's going to be that. But mm-hmm. I I wonder if it's higher in law enforcement because of our aversion to law enforcement. When I say our, I just mean like overarching in our community in general. Mm-hmm. Is it higher there or? Are there more people who get in trouble at work on purpose when things happen? Right. To stay on desk duty. Like, I know a guy currently who is black as the end of the movie. <laughs> right. Federal agent. Right. He he works in the Capitol building every day. Right. It's like- w- w- What does he identify as? What do you mean? Like, what does he show up as in the world? Does he show up as a black man first or as a federal agent first? Black or? as the end of the movie. Okay. All right. So, so do, you, do you- And not to put your man on the spot, you know, mm-hmm. obviously- you know, obviously don't reveal names and no. such, but have you had enough conversation to understand why he identifies or what his what his mission statement is in a federal agent position? Yeah. So for him it's a it's about representation. Okay. Um that is important. He is he is of the ilk of people who feel like it it has to change from within. Mm-hmm. Um and that if he can bring back knowledge to his people about it, maybe the interactions can change on both ends. That's noble. Um, but he was also raised in a family like that. His father was a Marine. I think he was a Marine police officer and then became a police officer. His uncle, like, that's what his family did to get by. Right. They are also from the North. Got it. Um, so it's, but he also has, he wants to end up a U.S. Marshal. Like, it's, this is who he wants to be. Yes. But he is... To hear him talk about them people that built. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine, man. He is he is full full nigga. Yeah. Full nigga. But even that's interesting to me because it's like, 
what do you do? He was like, I wasn't. He was like, I wasn't an officer when all this stuff happened before. He goes, I don't know what I would do now yeah. if something like that happened. Because I asked him that specifically, like, what, what would you do if a riot started? Mm. He's like, I'd find something else to do, probably. He's like, I'd probably just stand there. Right. I'm like, but could you look us in the eye and like? He's like, no, nah, I probably look at the ground. He's like, but I don't really know what I do because like. Yeah. Right. He's like, you know, I want to protect the people I work with, but not at the expense of nobody black. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you know I can't imagine that that's an easy th- you know I don't think I, I would imagine that most people that join the force never think that they're going to end up in that sort of situation right, right? this right. militarized you know overtly militarized situation where you're standing in line with a shield up against American citizens yeah I just don't think you think that. just like the people that join the military don't ever think that they're going to see combat most of them which is crazy you so- join the American military honey we have been at war for the past 40 years hate to break it to you angel right but but like you said you know we, we said this you know in earlier episodes they joined um, Fort Charger the, right there's you know there's specific survival needs that some yeah. people have to fill yeah you're not thinking about the byproduct of it you think about insurance and feeding your baby daughter. Yeah. So by the time you arrive there, I mean they do all the they do all of the I'm just gonna use this term because it's the best term that comes to mind right now. They do all the brainwashing up front. Yeah. You know, to to strip you of any of any individuality and to make sure that you understand that you are a small organism in this collective. Th- that's the actual words for oh God, uh not brainwashing, but deconstruction, demilitar. There because I almost went military. Um okay. They they call boot camp, they call it basically brainwashed. I can't think of the word, but they yeah. identify and understand that you were there to be brainwashed and removed, stripped of your identity. Yes. And you are not you anymore. You are part of the United States military. Yeah. That's all you are anymore. That's Stop it. worrying about yourself. Which, which, you know. That's dangerous. Anywhere else we call it a cult. Right. It, but but it it also makes sense. Like it's important the, to understand that to survive if you're yes, going to be at war. Because if you're going yeah. to be at combat with people, you can't have deferring ideologies when you're in the bunk, when you're in the trenches. I can understand it absolutely. Yeah. If so, it was only used for war. Well, that's the thing. Once that's the thing about anything is that once the uh, okay, there's this proverb that says like um rather not, be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Of course that, but yeah. not that oh. um. It's it's actually used. I I heard this sort of pair like this. What do they call it? Like a uh, like a story. What is it? Like a parable. Yeah, like I heard this parable in in a different context. The context was about the context was about gossiping about people, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's gonna it it applies to what we're talking about. So it goes. Um. Short version. Uh, uh, a guy comes to a wiser man, right? A guy who's been gossiping about his friends and his neighbors comes to a wiser man mm-hmm. and says he wants to fix the problem. Like, I see where I was wrong gossiping about my friends and I want to do whatever it takes to sort of like, to, to you know, reverse what I've done. And the wiser man says, okay. You know, he takes him to the top of a mountain and he, with a pillow, and he opens up a pillow and throws the feathers out. Mm-hmm. And he says, now go collect the feathers. And that's sort of the parallel to like, you know, like once the feathers are out, out of the pillow, you have no control over how it's contained. Mm-hmm. You know, you, ha- you, you have no control over the spillage once the thing is done. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's and that was a very horrible way to explain it, but that's ultimately what the parable is. It's kind of the same thing when it comes to like 
this deconstruction mentality, you know, this mentality of like, uh, you know, you go into these places for sheer survival. The, the control mechanisms that are there to protect you in war, they cannot be shut off in times of reality. Right. You know, they, they, you know, if you ever seen like the movie American Sniper. Because you can't be controlled if you are your own. Right. Yeah. And and that's that. You know what I mean? So, you know, you take this into you in, in, in society and, you know, in a real way, I mean, we're talking, you know, we're doing We Own the City at the same time we're doing the offer. And this is the same conversation that we had in the offer, right? Which is like, you know, Ruddy, Al Ruddy's character and all these people that are making these films, you know, they anybody who is outside of this ecosystem is a civilian. Mm-hmm. They don't understand you know, they don't understand the culture of making this particular product. So to them, it, it seems to anybody that's on the outside of this process, it seems obsessive. It seems like something that you can subdue because it's not a necessity. It's it's a predicament that you're putting yourself in. And I would imagine that that, that kind of goes for, you know, law enforcement. That kind of goes for, you know, some of these very militarized uh positions of power which is like maybe you and i are just never going to understand it because we're never going to be in it you know what i mean and 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 maybe that's really all we can say on that um yeah i just i just wonder about that sometimes because it's like what do you i wonder about what black officers felt at those times yeah because all of them couldn't have been people who didn't identify with their people right I'm sure somebody felt something. I know, you know, you hear stories of folks walking off the force, but for everybody that wasn't an option, mm-hmm. you still got to feed your family. That's a fact. You still need insurance. That's a fact. You know, your wife pregnant. You can't just leave work, dog. Like, yeah. or you single or hell, you might be as a woman, you're providing, you know, you just things ha- like everyone can't just up and leave their job because their feelings are hurt. Yeah. So I wonder how that was handled. I wonder how they were handled. And then it's not going to be answered in the show, but it's like, right. Be, watching that white man be able to rile up black people like that to go out knowing that officers do that because they know. yeah, They just think, oh, no, I don't do it and I'm trying to be a good person because mm-hmm. there's not a single cop who won't say there are no bad cops. They will say, I'm not a bad cop and I do my best to not allow that around me, things yeah. like that. Or they'll say, one bad apple don't spoil the bunch. So you know the bad apples exist. right? So you know some of these stories are valid. So it's just like... Watching the Freddie Gray thing specifically and watching your people respond appropriately, if we're being honest. Mm -hmm. How did you let this white boy get you all worked up? Yeah, And I get it. Hive mentality. It's a very real thing. Adrenaline's going. You're probably scared more than anything. Mm -hmm. Being an outsider as a cop seems scary. Yeah. Because now they can kill each other and get away with it all day long. You think so? Absolutely. If you think about it, like they were afraid to not take money. If your dean was the outsider as a snitch, right? I feel like being a snitch cop and being a snitch in the street probably is equally as dangerous. Mm. But the cop won't. No one's gonna look for the cop if he did it. You died in the um in the commission of arresting somebody. Right. Right. Uh, yo, again, man, you gotta watch the shield. Well, yeah. you don't have to because it's it's way more. I mean, I'm not watching. That that that's gonna fuck up your spirit way more than this. Yeah, but. As a cop, it's easy to write with. And yeah. the people who agree with your mentality will help you. Yeah. That's the truth. So I, I just, I, I feel for the people who 
probably wanted to do something different and just couldn't. Yeah. And I understand. I do understand that exists. Right. But I just feel for it. I'm not, yeah. No, I agree, man. And, you know, because I, cause I, I felt for the officer. What was the officer's name again? That's in the- Wade. Wade. I, I feel for him, man, because you know that's why he took the money, mm-hmm. right? I don't want I don't want to be a snitch. I don't want to be untrustworthy. I don't want to mm. be ostracized. Right. Yeah, but you know, I guess in his mind, the best thing to do would be to take the money, but throw the money away. Um, you know, which to me makes sense, man. But somebody who need it will find it. Yeah, so hopefully, uh, if the ants don't get to it first or humidity. I thought he was gonna bury it. I'm like, please don't bury that money. Yeah, man. It come out mildewed and these thick stacks. You can't do nothing Listen. about it. Um, what was what was up with him? What was up with Robert the dwarf stripper dog? Is is that just like his greed knows no boundary? Yeah, just a power trip. That's all that is. It's a power trip. Yeah, man. And a lot of times, men in strip clubs. It's two types of men in strip clubs. Okay, the chicken wings niggas. Then three types. Because <laughs> I'm a chicken wing nigga. You a chicken wing nigga. Got it. I am notorious for, I will go to a strip club, get a section, and just buy a bunch of wings mm. and give a stripper some money and tell her to take, take like 30 minutes off. Mm. Not like 30 minutes. But here, there's three dances. Sit down, eat some wings. You want, you want some fries too? Mm. I love making friends with strippers. Like, mm. I like, like making strip friends with strippers too. I'm sure you do. Like, bitch, don't you want a rash? You want, you want some chicken? There's a whole <laughs> bunch of chicken over here. What you want, boo? Like, yeah. I'm not even going to touch on you. So you want some chicken? Right. Um. There's those. There's chicken wing niggas who you go, you walk past all the dancers. I'm here for the buffet, my baby. I'm sorry. Right. Best food you ever had in your life is in a strip club near you. I promise. Mm. Just believe me. Probably. Um, There's people who go to hang out, have a good time, you know, show off. And then there's people who go for validation. But that mm. is the only place where a woman will look them back in the eye. Okay. And they take advantage of it. Um, mm. We have seen him consistently violate. You shouldn't be touching strippers. Right. You don't touch the strippers. Like, right. you reaching down to that white girl's crotch, like, bending her over, smacking her on her butt. Right. Clearly unwarranted, and they're clearly used to it, because she's like, yo, Wayne, I stop. Like, right. she knows. Well, they know he's a cop, probably, too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Again, taking advantage taking of validation. Advantage of power, right. Right. It's a power trip. And there is not a, I don't know where they were, but I have been in some... Terrifying. I'm I'm a strip club connoisseur. I have been in some terrifying strip clubs where I thought I might get shot. Mm. I've never seen a stripper go to a back room by herself. Oh, I've seen that. I mean, well, I no one at the door, nothing. There was nobody with her. Oh, I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He wouldn't have gotten out the door. Yeah, yeah. And now I wonder, did he beat her up? Like, why didn't she come running out after him? Right. That was my thing. Yeah, that was a great question. He might have beat her up. He might have. And let's I want to clarify two things. One I don't like making friends with strippers, just in case the feds is listening. That's number one. And number two, uh, you know, this is all jokes, man. And uh, and two, I don't know. I've never seen that. I think I've seen it in movies. Yeah. And you know, so. well, in real life, there's always one there. The if the strip club, because all strip clubs don't have those back rooms. Okay. Um. So if there is one, it's usually in a ho- in a corridor or hallway of some sort. Mm-hmm. There's security up front. You have to walk through that corridor or the hallway, and there's a door. You walk through there, mm. and then there's rooms in that hall. Mm. So he'd have to walk out of two doors most often. Mm. So either way, there would be someone with her in higher end strip clubs mm-hmm. at all times, or at least security by the door. So when he walked in that room, and maybe there is a strip club like that where it's just, you know, the room's right over here, mm-hmm. someone should have been at the door right. to avoid this. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Is, is that referred to as the champagne room? 
I mean, sure. You ever heard the Chris Rock no song? No sex in the, the champagne, champagne room. room. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was confused when I first heard that song. I was like, is this Can't a song or is this a... It's instructions. It'll yeah. keep you safe. It'll keep you safe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a word of advice. Shout out to Chris Rock for that. For that. Uh, it's a lie. For that billboard single. It's a lie, but... That's a lie. It's mad sex in the champagne room. That's why you're going back there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know nothing about. They the say it's a rooms. private dance. No, it's not. Yeah, that's a little too risque for my taste, right there. Mm-mm, not my ministry. Um, I told you I'm there to eat wings and give strippers a couple of dances off. Nah, yeah. nah. Bitch, what you doing later? Let's go get our nails done tomorrow. What's up? I want some friends. That's like, fly. That works. Yeah. For you, I can see that because you know women. I be doing that in Vegas. In Vegas, when I used to go, not all the time, but right. at least once, twice a year. I had a girlfriend who lived in Arizona at the time. Mm. We would go to Vegas and buy a prostitute for the night just to hang out with her. Get out of here. I swear. We paid for the whole night and just hang out with her. The first time we went, we did that. Mm-hmm. And we made friends with like bouncers at different clubs and bars and hotels. Right. Because she went around introducing us. Oh. So we learned, oh, this is the cheat code. Right. You find the right prostitute. <laughs> They'll introduce you to everybody. And after we had we hung out with her for the night, mm-hmm. our week was set because everyone remembered us. Mm. Yeah. That's fly. Yeah. That's fly. So now it just became a thing that we did. One time the girl was like, oh my God, my son is sick. Thank you so much. So she just went home. But nice. that's what we did. We just, it was our good deed for the year. <laughs> that's dope, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, 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 some peas would be on your ass for that. But you know, they, they put, we paid for it? the night. They, they put some charges on you. We paid for the night. <laughs> like we paid whatever the rate was. <laughs> right, right, right. No, nah, that's, that's fly. Y'all use your powers for good. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it, it's this just seems like an unsolvable predicament. But but I, I tell you what, I did I did come up with a potential solution for what for okay for how to attack the problem. How the do therapist I will correctly? tell you every problem doesn't have a solution. I and, and I agree. I agree. Um, I came up with a potential solution, I think, to incentivize these, you know, these cops that are, because the job description, right? If you're going after, you're going after drug dealers, you're going after people that are doing illegal things. That's a real job description. That's Mm -hmm. a real, there's a real utility there. The problem is not that. The problem is that you are cheating to get there, right? Like you're not, you're, you're cutting corners to get the results you want because there is a financial benefit at the end of this rainbow if you play your cards correctly. Mm-hmm. So my, and I'm talking about me personally, my, I don't have a personal problem with cops and robbers, the ideology of cops and robbers. I have a problem with cops cheating to get robber. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, if you're going to do it, do the work properly, do it the right way, do it within the bounds of the law. And if you're, if you, if you get caught kind of like them brothers at the towers, when they got caught, they knew the cops stole. They knew it was part of the game. Yeah, that dirty motherfucker got us. It's part of the game. Yeah. They gonna, they'll deal with the repercussions as as necessary. And now they'll probably get a little smarter about how they operate so they don't run up against said cop again. Mm-hmm. So so that's just me laying it out. I don't have a problem with cops and robbers. I have a problem with cops cheating to get robber. Okay. Having said that, I came up with a potential solution that maybe still incentivizes these hard-nosed police officers. But in a different way, it incentivizes them to do the job the correct way. Okay, I'm listening. Commissions on the findings. They'd still lie. They'd lie more. That's a possibility. And why would I take a commission when I can take all of it? 
if bikes still get the same base pay because you can't change their base pay. I get base pay and overtime plus commission. Woo, commission on what? No, I'll just keep it. And that way I don't pay taxes on it either. You're you're a thousand percent right. Be, because, I mean, if, you know, there's no... And they lie more. Like, think about it. If there are people who just run around with a bunch of money on them, mm-hmm. they not do anything wrong. Sometimes you just want, you might need 10 racks on you for something. You could be going to buy a car. You could be doing anything. Right. But now I can say you sold drugs to get it. And I get to keep it and get commission off it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, now okay. I can go steal money out the evidence room and plant it on you like I plant a gun on you because I want to keep it. Or I can go steal it from a drug dealer and put it on a regular person so I can claim it legally. Right. Yeah. Because my only answer to that would be with the incentivization, the, incent- the incentivized nature of what I'm saying. Um. You have to, you know, there's bigger hoops to jump through. There, There is more procedure to go through to validate the proper way, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, you have to go through the process. Like if, if, okay, if a criminal says, yo, homie stole money from me, there's going to be a hard nosed investigation, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, and the and the re- maybe the repercussions of that are so big that it, it doesn't even it's not even worth it to do it the wrong way. You understand what I'm saying? Like that would require a cop to hold another cop accountable. <sighs> Shit, you got me. Maybe, maybe that's <laughs> they don't a, do that now. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. I was gonna say maybe that's sort of an independent department, sort of like a no, it's not. Maybe it's like a, it's nope. nothing that's tied to, to the police. It's something that's maybe like state or see a state appointed position, maybe a federal appointed position. They just will become corrupt too. You have to understand. Like, yes, criminals exist. I I do understand that there are some people who are really out here fucking it. Yeah, but to me, those people still count and are still human. Of course. To police officers and people in of that ilk, they're not. You're simply a criminal. I can do whatever I want to you, and you don't matter anymore. So to give someone federally that kind of power is not what you want. You don't want it in a police station. Because then I get to, let's say I'm the person who's appointed to oversee. I get to pick and choose who's a criminal. Don't piss me off. Well, no, because they're not there for the criminals. They're there. They're there. If I'm to... there to review who is a quote unquote legal person to make commission off of, right? If Wayne Jenkins is pulling over somebody who got a book bag on, right? It's nothing for me to call a Wayne Jenkins and say, "Hey, that nigga over there, I don't too much bang with him." Right. Remember when y'all pulled in that money from evidence from that legal bus we did? Right. I dropped this over there. Go ahead and get you some. Take a man too. Well, yeah. Okay. That happens now for free. Right. So, so it's, all right. It's just like the gun argument, right? Where it's like, you know, there's people that are pro gun and people that are like, you know, take, take guns away. Mm -hmm. The thing about taking the guns away is that the people that really want to be criminals and really want to kill people, they're still going to find a way to get the gun. And that's the whole thing. So if one nigga got the gun, then there's always going to be other people that says, I got to protect myself against niggas that got a gun. Mm -hmm. So guns, so therefore the guns will never go away. Mm -hmm. Right, it's a futile point. So the ideology there is not really to get is you knowing that everybody's not going to get rid of guns. 
How I think w- it's the access to guns that people mean and the type of weapons. Say again. I think when people just to point because that's something near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. I think people say that they just mean um, the types of weapons people have access to. Right. Like I shouldn't be able just to walk into a gun show and buy an AR-15. Right. See, they they again bad branding because it's not how it's presented. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's it's presented like get the guns off the street. Yeah, and you that's most saying? often not what folks mean. But, but yeah, but that, bad branding. That that be that, that be my one problem. I'll that one I'll give you. They they are doing that really poorly because well, when you have the conversation, uh, they're like, "No, I know, like you have a handgun, something like." Then y'all need to do a better job of because I agree with you. Yeah, I, it shouldn't be as easy it is it as it is should not be. to get an automatic weapon. Right, dude. It, I went down there. Yeah. I said, hey, I like that one. Give yeah. me that. They was, Let me see Two days list. later, I had it. Right. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. No, 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 no Briggs Myers test, no nothing. Nothing. Yeah. They didn't even know if I could use it. Right. Um, but yeah, but that's uh, honestly, that's that's most policy though. Like that, that's what I'm saying. It's like most policy doesn't have they don't have a clear headline. Like most policy is 400 years old, and that's the problem. <laughs> well, well, I'm talking about the modern policies, right? That they're trying to introduce. Mm-hmm. Like they get so polarized because the length, the length, yes, yeah. because the 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 headlines are so loose that it it allows people to deconstruct it just from the headline. Yeah, you know, which we all know. You know, the information's in 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 the book, not the fucking title of the book, but. You're you're trying to convince a whole microwave culture of people that clickbait is a real thing. Mm-hmm. You're trying to convince them to get along with policy based upon you know how it reads from the fucking you know top of the margin of the paper. Yeah, and that's just not realistic. Yeah, you know, we got to get better at that. But but yeah, so so back to what I'm saying in terms of incentivizing police officers for maybe like the you know if you make a bust with money, um. You know, commissioning them from the findings, pending the ideology, pending like an audit that this was done the correct way on a federal level. Now I got to wait to? No, I'm going to just steal it. I get it. I get it. So you're not going to stop the people. You're not going to stop the Wayne Jenkinsons of the world. You know what I'm saying? But maybe you will stop the Gondos. And probably not Gondo because that nigga just- He worked for Wayne Jenkins. Right. But But what I'm getting at is that like there are people- there are people, maybe you get an Allers, because Allers don't seem like, I mean, yes, but no, right? Like, he was definitely a thieving ass nigga, but he don't seem like- They just play different roles. As a, now now Allers would be the nigga who drops a gun somewhere instead of touching money. Yeah. It's definitely flawed. It's, it's, it's a thousand percent flawed. But again, man, I, I try to get caught up in solutions, man. Every because, problem don't have a solution. Some shit just is. Well, I guess you gotta burn the whole the whole fucking. I've been telling y'all that for a long time. Burn this bitch yeah. down, and when but, I realize y'all ain't gonna do it, but that but that's that's not gonna work because the the people that the law keeps in bounds would just go even shit would get even crazier. It would so get you just even accept more that this wild is, wild west. So you accept this is what is, and you work in the confines of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the only solution that we you know for me as a citizen, I just try to keep my. I just try to keep my head down and not get caught up even in proximity to these situations. But these motherfuckers don't exist. Yeah, that part. Like. You know, um, you know, but for my sanity, I, you know, plausible deniability in every possible way, baby. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be around the shit. I don't want to see the shit. 
you know, don't talk to me about the shit. Not because I'm a snitch, because I won't. But you know, I just don't. Even, I don't want to know what you're telling me yeah. for. I'm I am a civilian. Uh, None of my I, business. I, this this doesn't benefit. This information doesn't papers. benefit me at all. <laughs> um, and you know, and then for me, media is to combat it. I you know, I have to use the tools that I have, and for me, it's media to combat it. Um, to bring awareness to it or to show optimal ways, different ways for people to get it. Um, so yeah, man, I don't know, bro. This shit is definitely every every episode seems to get more eye opening to something, right? Like it's not all new. It's not you know it doesn't every episode doesn't just inundate me with a bunch of shit that I didn't think about. But I don't really give the inner workings of police corruption a lot of thought. I just don't like. Uh, you know, the inner workings of it, you know, the people behind it that are doing it, the people that they're affecting. I don't, I don't give outside of the, the, the top layer. I don't give it that much thought. So this is, I will say this is giving me a, this is giving me a lot more empathy for sure for the dealers that get robbed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Seeing the repercussions that come with that, mm -hmm. because that is something I never considered either. Is that a nigga, you, you know, get touched. A, a, they don't care. Yeah. A nigga could get his pack stolen. And then the shit don't get reported on a uh, on a police level for somebody to verify, and that's the end of your life. And now, not only did you get robbed, you're a thief now to me. <sighs> you stole it. That's not what happened. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think that my indifference comes and my I am both indifferent yet very vitriolic about it. Mm -hmm. Comes because I have done that work. Mm. That's why I don't really like talking about it. It's like, listen, I've done, I've done all that. Mm. I, I know. I know. I've, I've looked into it. I used to be really gung-ho about, this can change and we can do this at a third. And So I know the inner workings. I've seen it. Like I said, I've had experiences. My friends have. My parents have. Like, mm. It's like, oh, these my ain't nothing wrong with it. Mm. Okay. Mm. Fuck it. Y'all stay over there. I'm going to stay over here. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to me. I won't talk to you. I don't really bang with y'all. I know y'all don't bang with me. Mm. Leave me alone. Yeah. This it, some stuff just is what it is, and it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Mm. Acceptance will bring you a lot of peace. Mm. On the investigative side, man, I gotta say this is the smoothest task force I've ever seen work together on like a television side of things. Like it always. Oh yeah, ain't nobody fighting. Nobody. Ain't no Tuwola. They sharing all the information with each other. That's bullshit. I don't believe that. You don't believe? No. Nah. <laughs> In any job, all departments. My IT jobs, our departments fight more than this. Exactly. And all we do is building websites. <laughs> <laughs> but and but, we hate each other. You know, but I mean, there's a bar in that too, right? Like, see if if motherfuckers work together, they get to the information a lot quicker. Hello. You know, they get to the goal a lot quicker. And um, everybody got to have the same goal that yields the same outcome, though. Well, that's the hard part. And again, that's where the strength of somebody like Wayne Jenkins comes. Because, mm -hmm. you know, that motherfucker, what you can't say is that he can't organize. You know, he he, Dangerous. he can organize for sure. He, he can get some cops to goddamn hold the line against your ass. By hook or crook. Yeah, man. So, you know, it, I, I think that, that's what I always said about like RZA and the Wu-Tang Clan. You know what I mean? Like, like I've, you know, RZA's not my, like my favorite producer or favorite artist by far. But when I think of him in terms of like an organizer, you know, a man that took, you know, you know, eight, eight young, young motherfuckers from Staten Island and Brooklyn and had them commit to a project and saw it through and then created solo uh, careers for each one of them. 
you know, man, there's a lot of power in the man that can, the man or the woman that can organize the people, man. You know, and and, and keep them on code for X amount of time. You know, um, that's a very powerful skill. Very powerful skill. And you know, and like you're saying, it can be used for good or bad. Um, what else happened in this episode that was worth talking about? We talked about double D selling dope and Crazy. Wayne getting into bed with him. That's how, where the real money came because he decided that he was done being broke. Right. Wayne Jenkins, the NBA, never broke again. <laughs> um, we talked about the jury selection. Mm-hmm. We talked about the safe. We talked about way. I think we really covered everything. Yeah, in a weird way we did, man. Yeah. Where do you see part five and six going? Like, I mean, it's got to get down to the getting down. Cause it seems- I feel like the drugs what got Wayne caught up. Now knowing that he started like big time dealing with Double D, yeah, I feel like that's what got him caught up. You think Double D gets gets rolled into all of this shit? I think he sings. You think he sings? He's he looked like a fucking alto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a bail bossman. He wants to keep that license, and he got it back as a favor. Yeah. So I'm. Um, I think that he was given an opportunity mm. to get out of something and took it. Mm. Okay. And I think it was just the drugs, and it kind of opened up an investigation into other stuff. Right. Because remember, the lady said that she was going to tell Jenkins. So it wasn't that heavy when it started. Right. And she was going to give him a heads up as a courtesy. Right. So it wasn't deep when it started. Um, so. Yeah, Jenkins, yeah. man. I think the drug caught him up. I can see that. What about you? Um. Now that you say that, yeah, that's probably where this is going. The drugs is The drugs turns it into a different thing. You know, a, a thing that's a little bit more a little bit more trackable because you open the world up in that way, mm-hmm. right? You know, before you're dealing with an ecosystem specifically with people that maybe won't tell on a cop, right? Like street niggas won't tell on a cop because whatever. I don't know. But, you know, when you when you start to do the drugs thing, it just opens up the pool a lot more. Like it's- Because you wanted them now. You wanted them now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and then it's it's a lot easier to get caught slipping now, right? Like- you know, it's a little bit harder on the job. You got so many like points of, you know, you have so many points of like masking when it comes to like, you know, you filing the right paperwork, you writing the right shit on the report, you know, the, the you filming yourself doing, you know, there's a lot of things you can do that, that will insulate you, mm-hmm. you know, from looking like a criminal. Whereas like the drug game gets, you know, you kind of naked. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's very cut and dry. Either we see you talking to somebody and exchanging this for that, you know, or we don't, you know what I mean? And it, it just gets, a, the picture gets a little bit clearer. So yeah, I, I'm I'm rolling with you there. I think the drugs is probably the thing that brings this, this whole thing to a head. Uh, I, like I said, I still do think Hersel, I we got to get our Hersel episode and I wouldn't be surprised if he stood tall, but um, I'm also not betting against him snitching either. I feel like he's a tenor. <laughs> I'm definitely not betting against it. Um, but he just seems like very like uh jockish, hot headed. You know, I don't know. It seems like he has some sort of a code to him. Um, but whatever. He's he's police, you know. Um Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's uh, I'll be honest, the series for me is is kind of tapering off. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of getting to that point. You know, if, if episode five don't really make any big movements, um, it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, well, I'm just kind of trying to finish it to get through it now at this point. Yeah. I mean, I still think it's an amazing series. I mean, it's only two episodes left and it's a real story. So it, 
Yeah. There's nothing to lead into for like next season. So right. they're probably just wrapping it up. Yeah. Still a good series. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of, you know, now it's just like, all right, uh, now, I, now I'm very glad that they only made it six episodes. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you know, this is a pretty clean and cut story. Clean. You know, it's it's not intricate and it's it doesn't need to linger. These no, are, it doesn't. These are crooked cops who needed to be taken off the street and this is how it was done. So, um, I, I, I do wonder, I do wonder how far up the corruption knowingly the corruption goes there's Mm. a difference between how k davis is being perceived now which is i'm in between a rock and a hard place and i allow this to you know i allow these things to exist because i can't there's forces that are keeping me from prosecuting it to the fullest extent there's a difference between that and I allowed these motherfuckers to move up the ranks. Like I made way for it. Yeah. And that's almost where I feel like it may be trying to go. Is that like, there's somebody here that is clear, that is clearing the path for these things to exist because there is an entity that, that is allowing, uh, you know, Wayne Jenkins to operate in this because, because he's not getting caught and he keeps moving up in the ranks. Yeah. You know, we 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 see him from being a patrolman knocking beers out of niggas' hands, you know, on the beat. We see it go from that to, you know, plain clothes and the district open, you know, district becoming citywide. Like there's an incentivization that's happening. Yeah. Um, so what level that incentivization is coming, if that's even a word that is coming from, um, to me is I just want to know how high up it goes. Gotcha. Yeah, that's so that's what I'm looking for at this point. Yeah. Um, shit, man, these episodes are getting thinner and thinner. Six. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good size. Yeah, it's cool, man. About yeah. we about an hour and a half in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's good money, man. We would definitely love to hear what y'all got to say about this, man. It doesn't seem like a lot of people are really keeping up with we on the city. I think people are catching on pretty late. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like it'll be one of those things people binge and then come binge us. Yeah. I'll be honest, man, you know, HBO, now that it's out, is kind of treating it like a throwaway, you know, it's not really promoting it much. It's kind of hard to find on the main page, you know, it, it ain't, it? yeah, it ain't really treating it like top, like top billings. I mean, it's six episodes. Yeah. So, you know, that, that says something in itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I hope more people do catch onto this because I think this is one of those things that the world needs to understand. Yeah. You know, or at least get a baseline understanding of how this shit really exists because I consider myself a thinker. And again, I didn't think that much about it. So I can only imagine people that don't think that much about most shit anyway, you know, that always have the utmost excuse of like, well, I wonder what this person, that's one thing I don't really do. <laughs> like, I wonder what he did to deserve this or what did he do? He should have listened to the cops. He should have said that, you know, the people that say all of that, Yeah. this answers, this hopefully should answer and shut them motherfuckers They're up. They're not going to watch this. Maybe so not. Yeah, they feel that way because they agree. Right, they agree. Right. So, yep, that's that. That's that, man. Well, shit, man. Thank y'all for you know riding with us on this episode. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, obviously, we'll be back for episode five next week. I guess in the meantime, well, six. Well, in the creek don't rise. <sighs> Say that again. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to give them our social six? Yes. On Instagram, we are Grams of Snow Pod. On Twitter, we are Grams of Snow. Yeah, man, come chop it up with your people. We um, 
people. We, people. <laughs> we out here, man. And and if you're not up on the offer, man, get up on the offer. If you're a Godfather fan, if you just like remotely like the Godfather or have seen the Godfather and know what the Godfather is about. And even if you haven't, man, jump up on the offer, man. It's a really good show on Paramount Plus. Yeah, it is. We are covering that simultaneously. Uh, we are working on some potential content to bring you after these two shows disappear from the ethos. So uh, stay tuned on that, man. So hopefully we'll have some things for you yes. on that front. Uh, but I guess until then, man, if you're just joining us for We Own the City, we appreciate that. We love you. And keep coming back for us for these last two episodes. We will see you next week. And um, I guess until that next week, I don't even know what to tell them, Six. Don't become a cop. That's Bye, a word. Friends. That's a word. <laughs> <laughs> this has been an On Ear Network production.